Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm Dustin Roberts, the Outreach Minister here on staff. And for the next half hour, I'll also be your host as Rabbi Schneider shows us ways to increase in love. God is love, and walking in a way that's loving toward yourself and your neighbor is one of the most foundational aspects of the Christian life. And today on the program, we'll be learning some simple ways that we can increase in love, bless those around us, and please the Lord. This message is just one part of our larger series on apostolic prayers. And Rabbi Schneider originally presented this lesson on location at Mount Zion in the Holy Land. And I'm particularly excited today to be with you in the book of Colossians, where we're looking there at Paul's prayer along with Timothy. Paul and Timothy were praying together for the saints at Colossus. I love this because Paul and Timothy are praying for God's people that they would receive a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God's will, that they would be able to walk in understanding that it would produce within them the fruit of being able to walk in a manner that's worthy of their calling. So we're going today to Colossians chapter one. I'm gonna begin reading from verse nine, and then we're gonna to continue to make some forward progress. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord abides forever. Hear the word of God. Paul and Timothy are writing together, and they say this. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask you that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. I find it very weighty that when we look at the prayer life of Paul and Timothy, that their prayers went beyond just their own needs. So that Paul begins this prayer in Colossians chapter one by saying, ever since I heard about what God is doing in your life, once again, writing to the saints in Colossus, and he's saying to them, ever since I heard of it, he said, I haven't stopped praying for you. And then he begins to pray with Timothy. And so Paul is praying that the saints there would be able to walk in a supernatural understanding by the Holy Spirit of the will of God. And that they'd be able to take this perception that they're receiving from the Holy Spirit, this divine wisdom that they're receiving, that they would take that wisdom then and walk it out in such a way that the way they're walking, Paul said, would be in a way that would bring glory to God. So listen what he says. I'm praying that God will give you a knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk, listen now, in a manner worthy of the Lord. And that's where I left off last week. And I wanna stress this today because too many of us, all we ever hear about is God answering our prayers. That if you've got a need, turn to Jesus. That if you're sad, turn to Jesus, he'll make you happy. That if you need a job, turn to Jesus, he'll give you a job. If you need a husband or a wife or a house, whatever you need, turn to Jesus, he'll make you happy. He's gonna give you a better life. He's gonna give all these things to you. But what people are oftentimes, unfortunately, not hearing is the other half of the story, which brings balance and truth. That God doesn't save us just to fulfill us, beloved, but he saves us, listen now, to bring glory 
to Him. You see, God wants our lives to reflect His glory. So Paul says, I want you to have these things in order, verse number 10, that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Are you challenging yourself? Are you holding a mirror up to your face every day, asking yourself, are my walking in a manner that's worthy of the Lord that called me? I mean, I, I try to hold that mirror up to my face all the time. Is the way I'm handling myself pleasing to God? Are my witnessing here the way the Lord wants me to witness? I mean, it's not about how we feel, it's about us fulfilling our calling. It's about us walking worthy of our calling. It's not about us feeding the flesh. It's not about us just satisfying our own wants and desires. It's about us walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. The Hebrew scriptures speak about the beauty of holiness. Holiness is beautiful. You see, the Bible says that we stand before him, listen now, holy and blameless before him in love. And the root word, Hebrew word for holiness, comes from the word kadosh, and it carries with it the meaning of separation. So if we're walking, as Paul prays for us here, in a manner that's worthy of the Lord, what that means is that we're walking a holy lifestyle, and by definition, to walk in holiness needs to be walking in a way that's separate from the world. You see, the name of Jesus is always on our lips. We walk as a sweet and fragrant aroma to him, that we're a fragrant aroma of Jesus to the world around us. Not just the people in church, but the whole world around us. In other words, wherever we go, the beautiful name of Jesus is on our lips. We talk about Jesus openly and publicly. We love him publicly and openly. We praise him publicly and openly. Sure, some will scorn us. But Jesus said, blessed are you when men persecute you for righteousness sake, for they did the same thing with the prophets of old. Your reward in heaven is great. But Jesus said, woe to you if everybody speaks well of you. That's what happens when you're a false prophet. So Paul says, I want you to be filled with spiritual wisdom and understanding and the knowledge of his will that you'll walk worthy of your calling. And to walk worthy of your calling beloved child of God, is to fulfill God's purpose for your life while you're on earth. And one of God's purposes over your life is that you'll be his witness in the earth. Paul said that we're ambassadors of God in the world, reconciling the world to him, encouraging, begging, and treating people to be reconciled to him so you can't shrink back from being a witness. You can't fear being rejected because Jesus said, if you deny me before men, I'm gonna deny you before the Father. You see, there's a price to pay for walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. There's a price to pay for following Jesus. Jesus said, pick up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. So Paul wants us to be empowered to walk in spiritual revelation and divine insight in order that we'll walk in a manner that's worthy of the Lord. And part of this is carried out when we're living in this world as his witnesses. You see, many of us want an experience with the Ruach HaKodesh. We want an experience with the Holy Spirit. But if we're gonna enter into an experience of fullness with God's Spirit, we have to be willing to pay the price for which he 
a rest in us, and that price is that we're willing to put Jesus first and not deny him in front of the world. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be back shortly. But first, we'd like to address the recent events in Israel. Rabbi Schneider, his wife Cynthia, and my family and I were in Israel when the terrorist attacks began. Multiple flights were canceled, and at times we hurried to bomb shelters as we scrambled to find a way home. We've all returned now from Israel safely, and we are so grateful for God's provision and His covering. And thank you to many of you who prayed for us as word spread. It's hard to describe a tragedy that's deeply affecting so many people. But now is the time for the body of Christ to rise up in prayer. Please pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the establishment of God's kingdom and ultimately Jesus' return. Please pray for the innocent lives impacted by this war. For more on Rabbi's experience in Israel, visit our YouTube channel and watch his video titled, What others may not be telling you. Thank you. Now back to Rabbi. Let's continue on. Paul says so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects. You see, if you're going to please God, beloved, you need to be bold. You need to be a witness. Jesus said, you'll receive power not many days from now, and you'll be my witnesses. You see, Yeshua came to Jerusalem to be crucified. Who crucified him? The Pharisees of his day that had a form of godliness that was devoid of power. You see, they couldn't do the miracles that Jesus did. Jesus caused the lame to walk. He caused the blind to see. Even the Jewish historian Josephus that didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah said there was this man, Yeshua of Nazareth, he was accused of being a sorcerer. No one denied that he had supernatural power. The miracles traveled everywhere. That's why Christianity is the largest religion in the world. No one could deny the experience they were having as the God of Israel was pouring forth his spirit in the land of Israel that spread to the entire world. And you and I have been given the privilege of carrying the message into the world. This is why Jesus said, greater works than these shall you also do. What are the greater works? The greater works, beloved, is that today we carry the message of the Torah, that Jesus fulfilled the Torah, and we carry that message to the entire earth. I wanna challenge you today. Those of you that are hungry for God, those of you that want more of his power, those of you that want to experience a sweeter intimacy with the Ruach HaKadosh, you have to be willing to pay the price. Jesus said, unless you pick up your cross, deny yourself and follow me, you can't be my disciples. Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so also now I send you. Go therefore telling people to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, making disciples wherever you go. I want to challenge you today. Yeshua of Nazareth, Yeshua HaMashiach, the King of the Jews, is coming back soon. Will you be ready to meet him? Many of you are saying you're ready to meet him, but it's just like the story of the 10 virgins. All 10 said they were looking for him to return, but when he returned, only five of them had oil in their lamps. Only five of them were burning. Only five of them were engaged. Only five of them had the Ruach HaKadosh moving and churning through their life. Only five of them were mobilized in action. The other five were sleeping. Let me ask you, are you sleeping in the dark or are you going as Jesus told you to go? As the Father sent me, Yeshua said, so also now I send you. Listen, 
Everybody can share the gospel with somebody. Let's continue on, hear the word of God. Paul says, I want you to be filled with all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you'll walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. So Paul is saying, I want you to bear fruit in every good work, and I want you to be increasing in the knowledge of God. I love that word increasing because Yeshua said he came to give life and to give it, listen now, more abundantly. And when I think about the nature of abundant life, when Yeshua said, I've come to give life and to give it more abundantly, one of the characteristics of an abundant life, listen now, is that it keeps on increasing. It keeps on growing. There's a continual bubbling up of the Holy Spirit hatching, as it were, from inside us, releasing more and more and more and more of God who is unlimited. So Paul is praying that they will keep on increasing in the fullness of God. He says that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, listen now, and increasing in the knowledge of God. When Paul says here that we should bear fruit in every good work, one of the primary good works that we increase in is just loving people. You see, we need to remind ourselves that love is not a feeling. In fact, oftentimes loving somebody is doing the exact opposite of what you feel like doing. Remember, right before Jesus went to the cross, he got down in the garden and began to pray. And the Bible says, he said, Father, if it's possible, he said, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but thy will be done. You see, Yeshua didn't want to go to the cross. He said, Lord, if it's possible, I don't want to have to go here. But if it's not possible, he said, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. You see, Yeshua was committed to loving and his commitment to love wasn't based on his feelings, but rather it was an act of the will that was based on his commitment, his fidelity to do the Father's will. And so when Paul prays her that we would keep increasing in every good work, one of the primary ways that we increase is that we increase in love. The greatest of these, the scripture tells us, is love. Jesus said, all men will know you by your love. So we need to constantly be pushing ourselves to be sacrificing to love people. And oftentimes this involves doing that, which isn't natural, but we know it's right. In other words, the Holy Spirit is laying somebody in our heart to reach out to, maybe to call them on the phone. Maybe we know they just went through an operation. And we know that we should call them to pray for them, to show them love and concern, to let them know we're thinking about them, but we're tired. We don't really feel like calling them. We don't really feel like we have anything in us to give. We don't even feel a good spirit inside, but we know we should. You know what we do? Because of our commitment to love, because of our commitment to do the will of God, we pick up the phone and we call them and we do it not because we feel like it, but because we're committed to doing good works. Jesus said not a glass of cold water given in his name would go unforgotten. And what you'll find, as I often find, beloved, is when you go ahead and take that act, you pick up the phone to call that person that the Holy Spirit's been laying on your heart to call, just to tell them that you love them, to pray for them, to see how you're doing. Once you call them and begin to give, what happens is the Holy Spirit just begins to pour out. And that which felt unnatural in the beginning begins to feel natural. You spend a few minutes on the phone with that person, praying for them, blessing them, loving them. 
They're so encouraged. They're so built up by it. And you get off the phone experiencing the sweetness of the Holy Spirit on your heart, in your soul, and upon your thoughts. Listen to me, because you did the will of God. So I challenge you today, beloved, and I charge you, O church of God, let's keep increasing in our knowledge of the Lord and let's stretch the boundaries by increasing in love, walking in holiness. And as we do, we're gonna become complete in Messiah Yeshua. What a powerful message on apostolic prayers. Now here's Rabbi and his wife, Cynthia, with some closing thoughts. You know, honey, when you think about it, the scripture says, he that has been perfected in love no longer has any fear in their life. Mm. At the end of the day, when we're walking in love, yes. we're walking in victory. And yet the truth is, for most people, they have tremendous resistance when they try to walk in love because the fact that the enemy is trying to keep the atmosphere of love from overtaking the environment. Mm. And yes. this is what I want our That's people so to understand, that love is not just loving people that you feel good about. Jesus said, if you love your friends, what good is that? You know, even sinners love their friends. Right. He's calling us to supernaturally right. be able to manifest the power of love even when it feels repulsive to us, even when it right. feels completely unnatural, right. when it feels like the thing we'd least want to do in the flesh, that's when we need to rise up and move in the power of the Spirit and love despite the resistance. Wow, you know, as you're speaking, Rabbi, I saw the picture of Yeshua on the cross, the sacrifice wow. of love, yeah. and, and it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good going to the cross. It was, you know, when he was praying ahead, he was yeah. pouring out blood in his prayer because knowing he was going to the cross. And yet that's what he's calling us. Now we've received the love of God to love what seems unlovely in yeah. the beginning. I just want to stress it again, honey, what you're saying, that our people really understand this. Love is not first a feeling. Just because you don't feel love for somebody that doesn't mean you can't love them yeah. because love's not always a feeling. As you were saying, yeah. Cynthia, before Yeshua went to the cross, he prayed, he said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Because right. he didn't feel like going to the cross. Right. But then he said, yet not my will, but thy will be done. He rose above what he felt to do what was pleasing to the Father. Yes. And so I just want to encourage our people to understand that they're not failing because they don't feel love. Yeah. We're only falling short if we fail to give the output of love. Yes, yes, to stretch. To stretch. He wants to stretch us. He's always calling us to stretch to another level. And as we stretch, there's always blessings that come in. As we stretch to love someone that we don't naturally think about or want to love, but he brings them to mind mm. and says, I want you to go there. I want you to, to love them. They're in need. Reach when out. Reach out. We hear and we see people in need. And as we're moved by his love to love the unlovable, then the love is comes right back to us in the end. Yeah, we get expanded in the spirit of yes. God. And as we give, we receive. So mm. beloved ones, let's stretch ourselves. Mm. Let's overcome evil with good. And let's practice loving. As we do, we'll become more like King Jesus. Amen.
You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And if you'd like to see Mount Zion, where Rabbi was broadcasting from today in this series on apostolic prayers, be sure to check us out on YouTube. Or to learn more about this program or about our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider, let me invite you to go to our website and explore. You'll find us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. There you can find plenty of resources and videos filled with messages content, read some comments and testimonies from your fellow co-listeners, and learn more about our outreach ministries, which are starting up again soon. These ministry events enable us to walk in love as God commands. And while it's fresh on your mind, would you consider how you can prayerfully and financially support this ministry? To share a little bit more about how we can become ambassadors for the Word, participating in the Great Commission right where we are, here is Rabbi once again. Jesus gave his commission to his church, go from Jerusalem to Samaria, even to the uttermost parts of the earth, spreading the gospel. The Lord also told us that the gospel goes to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. I want you to know, when you support me and the ministry of discovering the Jewish Jesus in a very real way, you're fulfilling this command. You're supporting me that the Lord has raised up as a Jewish believer to preach the gospel in Jerusalem, even from their beloved to the uttermost parts of the earth. I want to thank you for partnering with what the Lord is doing through discovering the Jewish Jesus. And I want you to be confident that lives are being changed because of you. I want to ask you, beloved, if you sense the Holy Spirit leading you to support me and support this ministry, just be obedient. God will bless you. You can give a donation by connecting with us in one of these four ways. First, you can give online when you visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give by calling 800-777-7835. And you can also send your donation via text when you type the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. Or finally, give through the Rabbi Schneider mobile app by clicking on the donate button in the middle of the screen. And as a token of of our appreciation for your generous financial support, we'll send you one of Rabbi's straightforward and authentic messages that's available for download. These messages are special in that they are not broadcast, but select audio recordings from Rabbi's church in Toledo, Ohio, the Lion of Judah. And then we'll also send you our latest newsletter. Rabbi and our team prepare these newsletters each month with listeners like you in mind so that you can soak up God's word and his promises for your life today and every day. And you know, there are seasons in life when we'd like to catch our favorite program, but we just don't have the time. So let me remind you that you can listen to Rabbi no matter what you're doing or where life takes you. Just subscribe to our podcast, download the program on your favorite podcasting platform and click the subscribe button and you're all set. These programs will automatically load and you can catch up whenever and wherever it works for you. But right now, let's wrap up today's message on ways to increase in love with a special blessing. What I love about the ironic blessing is that it did not originate with man. The words actually proceeded from the very essence of God himself. The blessing comes from the book of Numbers chapter 6. So listen to these words and receive the blessing of the Lord into your life today. Yahweh, 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 
Yair Yahweh Panavelecha Vichunecha Isa Yahweh Panavelecha Veasem Lecha Shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us next time when Rabbi Schneider explains how you can create with God. That's Monday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.